And a good Merry Christmas Eve morning to everybody. How is everybody today? Good morning, Leslie. Happy Christmas Eve. Oh, yes. Are we, are we ready? Oh, you know I'm not ready. Come on, Pam. <laughs> no. But I do have a good chunk of the shopping done. This year, um, Abe and I... Uh, we decided Abe will go buy the things and I will wrap the things. Oh, okay. So, yeah, which is perfect because I've been super busy and buried at work and away. I think that's why I'm a little kilter this year. You know, I had COVID during pretty much right before Thanksgiving and was still kind of recovering from it over Thanksgiving and usually Thanksgiving when is when I get the jump on the holiday fun. So it's just been kind of bizarre. Mm -hmm. And then I was, um, with work, I was out in DC last week for a couple of days. So it's just kind of been throwing things off. Um, Ashley says, Hey, my mom buys and my stepdad wraps. So yeah, there's some good division of labor there. <laughs> Very cool. So good Absolutely. to see Betty and Shell and Ashley. I'm so glad. And Cheryl, hello, hello. Good to see you. She said she cannot stay on today. Thankful for you all. Lots of love. Cheryl Simpson in Atlanta. Yeah, we and we wish Grandpa a happy Christmas. Happy, <laughs> happy Christmas too. <laughs> Have you been correcting your coffee pan? <laughs> I should be. I should be. But I think I'll be doing a lot of correcting later on today. I understand. You, so. Brenda, good morning too. She says good morning, Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays from New Orleans. Um, Ashley notes she has zero wrapping skills, and Shell saying it is 36 degrees here in Vegas, which is not normal for uh, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. I can tell you it is no, currently no, five not. degrees in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brenda says Shell, that's warm. That. <laughs> um, we are not we are not far from that here. I'll be honest with you. It's it. Uh, I, I was. Um, I live in a very old house. Yes. The house will be 100 years old, I think, next year. Ooh. Anyway, so the the windows are about the same age. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In this house. And uh, so you can, you can uh, understand that I have ice on the insides of my windows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not so, good. It's it's a little chilly. Betty's yeah. saying yeah. it's nine degrees Fahrenheit in New York City. Um, Brenda's saying, mm -hmm. Shell, that's warm. Uh, she said, how are we colder than y'all? It's 25 degrees here. It feels like 15. So in New Orleans, it's actually 25 degrees Fahrenheit, um, which uh, for those of you not familiar with U.S. geography, it New Orleans is the south. Like that is... Um, mm -hmm. It is far south and usually never gets cold like this. Um, really, really fascinating. Um, Shell said, Brenda, it's, uh, it's a heat wave compared to other places, and that is true. Oof, isn't that the truth? The U.S. I, is having uh, the Arctic bomb, as they call it, right? As they, uh, Yep, and, and as is Canada. Yes, uh, North America, I, I know guess. that, yeah. I know um, Elena texted me this morning saying she couldn't come on because they've been without electricity 
She's up around Portland. Yes. Luckily for her, uh, they have a generator. generator. So, in fact, she, I I wanted to read her her note to everybody about, um, please tell, um, please give my best to the ladies on the podcast. Merry Christmas. Um, Yeah, she's been without power and internet since nine o'clock last night. Uh, looks like it may be a long haul for them. So they're setting up their generator and bringing in extra wood for the stove this morning. And um, as you might guess, Black Lab Lady, um, they do have kennels for dogs. They have a lot of dogs. And um, so that adds a whole other level of um, difficulty. Um, so we're, That it does. So we'll, we'll send her the best wishes and... Hopefully she'll get warm yes, soon. Yes, I'm just, I'm yeah. grateful that they have uh, an, a generator because if not, it is, can be very dangerous when it's this cold. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's no yeah, joke. That's for sure. It is no That is for sure. Joke. So uh, here we're, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a quiet Christmas here and, and, uh, the little pumpkin cat is 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 who's my half feral cat you know trying to get her in at night anymore is a joke but she does come in to eat but uh, she goes out she goes out for five minutes can't deal with it comes back in and then gets angry because she's in the house <laughs> <laughs> so if there's any other animals around dog cat she's like right after them so she can Make her point that she wants to get outside. <laughs> so. Well, I think that is uh, not surprising with the this very spirited little fur baby. Spirit, very spirited pumpkin. Yes. Yes. My my she she's our mouser and birder and <laughs> whatever else. My next door neighbor says. I have a graveyard in my garden <laughs> of all the birds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well. And, and I, I, you know, as, as I walk, the st- if I walk down the street, I go near these bushes and I hear jingles. And it's, it's not the cat, but it's the collars that she has lost facing uh, the birds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, she's lost about two or three. So. She is a fierce warrior uh, princess. That she is. That she is. She's a pain in the neck sometimes, too. But that's okay. so. So we uh, um, know we believe, um, as I'm saying this, just checking in um, to see. We haven't heard back from SR today, but we also sent him the questions late. I know you're a big surprise. On that, but I know we had, um, and he has sent um, Christmas and holiday wishes to um, everyone um, when we had communicated them via the via email. Um, I want to make sure to wish a happy Hanukkah to all my friends who are celebrating because we are still in mid Hanukkah, and a very merry Christmas mm-hmm. to those celebrating Christmas. So, season's greetings from SR. And 
and keep warm from Lapland. Um. Yes. <laughs> we, um, we actually did a couple things this week. And when I say we, I mean Pam because Pam has, was digging into some good uh, little Christmas factoids. So we're going to do a little bit about Christmas and then really talk about kind of fa- your favorite things about Christmas um, or the holidays. Um, because we thought that would be kind of a fun thing to talk about today and it good, a good way to kick off the, um, I think everybody here is, yeah, is, well, we're not all East Coast, but there's a, a U.S., continental U.S. who's in the chat room right now. And um, so I thought it might be a nice way to start the day. Um, and those of you that have palm trees in your yards, be very careful how you decorate them. <laughs> Pam, you are priceless. Hey, my, I, I, have, I have friends that just moved down to Florida from New Jersey uh, during the summer. And uh, they built a house down there. And so they're down there for their first Christmas. And uh, Eric sent this beautiful picture over of a very nice palm tree at <laughs> night that was nice. That was lit. He's like. I think for those who know, they know, and other people probably aren't envisioning what things might actually look like if they're wrapped in lights. Um, Shell definitely knows because she said, LOL, naughty. (laughs) Brenda is laughing emojis Uh and Floor is laughing. Floor would know because she is a Floridian. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, I actually want to try and find that. Pam, if you wanted to start a little bit about the orig- origin sure. of Christmas, I'm going to see if I can find the picture. Well, the or- <laughs> you, you know, the, 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 the meaning, the real meaning and the origins, of course, are the birth of Jesus. At, at, uh, and uh, since we, uh, for whatever reason in the history of time, um, they decided and by they, I mean early Christians, decided that in order to bring more pagans into the fold, that they would start their uh, holiday by using the uh, ritual of Saturnella, which was a uh, festive time around this time of year. And uh, so they decided to bring Christmas in and decided on the 25th of December. So, you know, there was... During Saturnalia, there was a lot of drink. It was more like a Mardi Gras. I'm sure, Brenda, you will appreciate that. And, uh, you know, people, they, they actually celebrated for about a month on that. Um, so, again, bringing, bringing the Christian reason into for Christmas and merging it with the pagans of Saturnalia that, you know, brings about all this, all, everybody. Um, you know, by the Middle Ages, Christ, uh, Christianity had, for the most part, replaced the pagan religion. So believers attended church and then celebrated, uh, uh, uh raucously drunk you know, by drinking in, water, um, not water. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm trying to tell my sister it's water <laughs> as well. Um, but they, you know, they, it was, it got to be crazy. So every year a beggar student would go around, be crowned the Lord of the, of the, um, 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 
the Lord of the... And I just lost uh, that part. Misrule. Misrule. Lord of Misrule. And, yes, and the... And the you know the eager Sullivans played the part of his subjects, and the poor would go from house to ha the houses of the rich and demand the best food and the drink, and the rich being that feeling that they the noblesse noblesse. You know, I think it's very interesting. I actually studied Latin in school, um, and I remember hearing that there was some um, tie-in to. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> Betty's saying, it's not my special water. <laughs> no, Betty, it's not your special water. <laughs> and no, I, I'm, unfortunately, I, when I was filling the coffee pot, I must have spilled and it went down on the, went on the floor. So my sister is kindly waking it up this morning. Thank you, Patty. Oh, my gosh. Um, but so, I, I always thought it was yes. interesting that so. they kind of tied into some of those celebrations from so so long ago um well like i said it was this is true this is true and then um i see some of the other things going into the early 17th century a wave of religious reform changed the way christmas was celebrated um when oliver cromwell and his puritan forces took over in 1645 they vowed to rid england of decadence <laughs> yeah good luck with that um, and as part of their effort, they canceled Christmas. Uh -huh. So that actually was like the Grinch. Oliver Cromwell's kind of like the Grinch. Uh, the original The OG Grinch. Grinch yeah. um, which I didn't realize that was one of the things that they did. By popular demand, Charles II was restored to the throne. And with him came the return of the popular holiday. So, uh, and that kind of carried on through. The pilgrims... English separatists that came to America in 1620 were even more orthodox in their beliefs than Cromwell. As a result, Christmas was not a holiday in early America. From 1659 to 1681, the celebration of Christmas was actually outlawed in Boston, which I found fascinating. And anyone exhibiting mm -hmm. the Christmas spirit was fined five shillings. By contrast, in Jamestown, uh, that would be in Virginia, Captain John Smith reported that Christmas was enjoyed by all and passed without incident. And after the American Revolution, English customs fell out of favor, including Christmas. Um, in fact, Christmas was not declared a federal holiday in the United States until June 26, 1870, which is super surprising to me. Well, that's because we've become so much more commercial than we were in the 1600, 1600s and even the uh, mid-1800s. Yeah, I, I guess I just was thinking with the religious significance, it wasn't as big, though. It really wasn't the big holiday compared to Easter. Right, right. Well, and, and you know, and Easter wasn't a big holiday then either. Right. So. Except for, you know, making sure you went to church and sunrise services and, and whichever. So, you know, then, then of course, comes along Charles Dickens, who created, uh, this is one of my favorite stories. I love this story. A Christmas oh, Carol. yes. You know, and, and uh, uh, he, this story was the message of the importance of charity and goodwill towards all humankind, which 
you know, I and, and to this day, I still love watching that story. Well, it's, it's such a classic. Not, I know. I haven't read the book for a very, very long time. I should again. I should do that again. Um, but it also showed uh, members of Victorian society the benefits of celebrating the holiday, and which is which is cool because Victorian times, it was actually Prince Albert who brought the first Christmas tree into. Uh, what we know of as a Christmas tree now. I think it was something that was always done in in Germany and in Austria. I, and I know that there's always the Yule log um, up in the Scandinavian country. There's so many traditions. But, um, I know. And what was really, I remember as a little girl, my, my, my mom and my her brother had these friends, a man that my um, uh, uncle worked with at the time. His wife was from Germany. And I remember going over to their house one, I think it was Christmas Eve. They were, they, yeah, they were married, they had no children. And my mom took us over there and she had this very small Christmas tree on a table, but she actually lit the tree with candles. Mm. And it was a big, uh, you know, a big thing. And I think I was at that obnoxious teenage years, or preteen years when you don't want to be anywhere or other than <laughs> other than your friends but yeah you know but it was it's um it was very you know I think it's it was when I think back on it it's very it was very cool and and that's how they would like the trees they would they would do it as special a special time only because obviously you bring a, a fir tree in the house it dries out no matter how cold it mm -hmm. may be and uh Good fodder for fire. <laughs> yeah, that was there was kind of a big push um, for that. Ashley had noted, um, you know, in terms of fire safety, to get rid of the, you know, uh, flame near, you know, kindling pretty much. Um, Ashley noted regarding Scrooge. She said, "Did you check out Scrooge on Netflix? Because beautiful music adaptation of the Christmas Carol, um, and the music was sung by Luke Evans. I have not seen the Scrooge." On Netflix I yet? I have not seen that. That would be great to actually check out. Thanks, yeah, I Ashley. I, yeah, I don't know about you, Leslie, but I have my Christmas list that I have to watch every uh -huh. year. It's pretty sad. Uh, tell, tell, <clears throat> tell us your list, Pam. In 1951, Scrooge with Alistair Sims. It's a very dark, it's mm -hmm. black and white, but it's a dark version. And with the ghosts and, and uh, of course, you're the Chef Boyardee commercial in one spot. <laughs> um, but I've always liked that version of the story. Um, I've also seen White Christmas. Is, is yes, love that one. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Bells of St. Mary. And the reason why I like The Bells of St. Mary is because that's the movie that's playing in the at the movie Bedford Falls movie theater in a yes which life, is another one which is another mm -hmm. one um then I also have uh added the holiday oh uh, Kate Winslet that's a cute one and yeah love actually of course has become gotten in there yes I um I'm seeing, I, I just put in the chat room, tell us your favorite Christmas movies. So hopefully, Betty already was asking before you said, you said your favorite version. She said, which version do you recommend, Pam? The Muppets Christmas Carol, Richard Donner's Scrooge, or any other version? 
And uh, you like the 1951. Well, the, uh, yeah. Now, now, growing up, when we were when I was a little girl, of course you had you know uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and mm. Frosty the Snowman and the Charlie Brown Christmas mm-hmm. and Mr. Magoo's Christmas, uh, Christmas Carol. We, we hear your sister tell her she's on. Yep. She's <laughs> tell her. She's 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 got it. She's Patty's right on there on uh, this yep. one. And uh, I mean, these are things that we used to watch. And then, of course, there were always the Christmas specials that Frank and Dean would have on. And uh, Andy Williams, Mitch Miller's Christmas. Follow the bouncing ball. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. Re- I, I I remember seeing some of those um, or hearing about them. You know, uh, Shell said Mr. Mm-hmm. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Uh, and uh, she also noted that tree decorating has roots in early paganism. Um, That's and true. Shell said, I also love the many versions of the Christmas Carol and Scrooge. Um, I love the Bill mm-hmm. Murray version back in the 80s, I think. Did you ever see, I think it was Scrooged? I've seen, I, I, yeah, I've seen parts of it. I haven't watched the whole thing. Yeah, no, it's, again, it's, again, it's not the traditional, it's a take on it, but, um, I thought they did a really good right. job. Um, oh, there were a lot of really good ones out there. I mean, uh, just that, that happens to be my favorite one. And of course there is the Christmas story and now the Christmas story Christmas. Yes. I don't know if anybody's seen that on Netflix. Yet. I have not. Floor, and floor noted that. Ralph has grown up. Floor noted that a Christmas story is one on her list. Floor's list included mm-hmm. the Christmas story, the Grinch that stole Christmas, the cartoon, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, mm-hmm. Elf, a Christmas Carol. And Home Alone 1 and 2 are her faves. Yep. Uh, and, and from the words of Bruce Willis, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I would challenge you on that. <laughs> Bruce Willis said <laughs> I know. I, I, I know. So I'm just putting that there. I saw, uh, um, I saw a comment saying, oh, I'm going to mess it up. I'm not going to say it. It was, it was something about... Yeah, it's it's a movie that captures you. It captures a person who's in a fam- family situation they're trying to get out of. <laughs> so they thought it was an appropriate Christmas movie, um, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, at our holiday um, gift exchange, um, my colleague actually got a um, an advent calendar in the form of the building. It was a wooden wooden carving, and it was a building with the uh, a diehard yes diehard advent yes calendar. <laughs> exactly. And it had every day coming down was the um, the villain. I'm forgetting his name in the movie. Um, dropping another floor. Alan Rickman. Yeah. Alec Rickman. Yes. I think he played Klaus. I couldn't somebody. remember that. Yeah, I think it is Klaus, but. Yeah, I thought it was very funny. Um, no, I actually, mm-hmm. I've only, I only do that to stir the pot. I, I like Die. I haven't seen Die Hard in a super long time. I, I loved uh, watching Bruce Willis, though. I always thought he was funny. So, back in the day, um, back in the day, Hans Gruber. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he was such a good bad guy. Um, he was. Ashley said, my Christmas movie list is Grinch, all of them, Home Alone 1 and 2, Klaus, The Holiday, and Love Actually. Betty's favorite Christmas film is It's a Wonderful Life. 
and the Santa Claus movie. It's a Wonderful Life is awesome. I, I know that's actually one of my favorites. Um, to uh, Santa Claus movie, Ashley noted. Um, and uh, Shell noted she also loved the Bill Murray version of the uh, Scrooged. 1988 is when it came out. I wasn't sure. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shell says Bruce is wrong. It's a Christmas movie. Ashley said, I think Die Hard is a hey, Christmas movie because it's movie. set in Christmas. He made it. But yeah. Um, he made it. But the it, fans, so, the fans I mean, have kept it alive as a cult classic Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> Shell said she just watched it earlier this week. Yippee Kaye. Yeah. <laughs> Shell, you are awesome. <laughs> that is great. It is the best line, as Flora said. Betty said, "I love uh, White Christmas too. Musicals rock." Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that was that's I such remember, a I remember lovely the, film. That movie is a year older than me, actually. But I remember the first time I saw that movie was in um, a, a drive-in with my mother, and my father. And my sister. Oh, that must have been and cool. That, um, yeah, well, it was cold. Well, probably cold. cold. Literally cool. But, I mean, I, to see it on the big screen like but, that. Oh, well, you, a lot of uh, local theaters now, will they'll have, like, special, mm-hmm. some movie theaters, like we have one in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, where it's, uh, they bring out these old movies like Casablanca and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I love that. They do that sometimes and, at yeah, Hershey. On the big screen, yeah. And York Strand Capital Theater. I love and them. And they also do the, the sing-alongs. Oh, yes. As well, where they, you know, you follow the bouncing ball along the bottom of the screen, which are always fun. They, they are. are. always fun. I like um, Holiday Inn, too. It's a, it's a lesser-known film with Bing Crosby in it. Um, but that's the that's the movie that I think first Inn, did yeah. White Christmas. You know, it is it definitely was. of its era. <laughs> I, if, for those of you who are familiar with the Fred film, Astaire. it is definitely of its era. I mean, they actually had a blackface number, which is a little appalling mm-hmm. when you're viewing it now. Um, but the I, the concept of the Holiday Inn is they were only doing performances and only opening the night of holidays throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And um, so, well, yeah, a lot you, of good performers. The other thing I remember as a little, real little girl, um, that the local PBS channel by me, uh, Channel Twelve, had the, had these two. Had this it always came on Christmas Eve. It was a little special, and they were um, Muppet or not Muppets, puppets, mm-hmm. um, marionette, where you'd have the you know on the string, not the hand puppets. Mm-hmm. And they did um, the Twas the Night Before Christmas and all through the house. And, you know, all these puppets are sleeping with little things going off in their heads and whatever. And Santa Claus coming in and the man in his kerchief and monitor cap or monitor kerchief and I in my cap, whatever it was. But they did that. And then right after that, they would do uh, the Nativity Story. And I think this whole thing maybe lasted a half an hour, the two shows combined. But I, rem- I, I always remember watching that as a very little girl, too. This was before Charlie Brown got his got show the, yeah. the Grinch got a commercial. Or and before, like, Rudolph and one. Frosty the Snowman and all mm-hmm, those kind of mm-hmm. classic vintage um, 
Oh yeah. Well, Holiday the, the, the shows. Rudolph one, that I was remember. always a big deal for me because when I was really little, I had to go to bed by eight. So that was a special mm-hmm. night. I and got then, to stay up past my to... bedtime to watch Rudolph. Yeah. Right. Well, there was a Rudolph was, I can remember there was, it was brought when it first came out, it was brought to you by Norelco, which was that electric razor with the three heads. Oh yeah. And Santa would be riding the head of the Norelco razor <laughs> through the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Scary, but I remember I, that. Stuff. I think anyway. it's fun. Well, and Brenda is giving us her list. She said, give me all the Christmas movies, Hallmark, um, GATV, Home Alone, Love Actually, It's a Wonderful Life, The Charlie Brown Christmas, Snoopy Christmas, and Scrooge. So, mm-hmm. yes, um, I know one of my colleagues, uh, his favorite holiday movie is Love Actually. Um, that's high up on his list. Mm-hmm. And I know you said The Holiday. That's also really cute. Um, there are some really fun ones, too. I um, unexpectedly, I really like Elf. And I, Elf is good. I, I, I thought like it was too. very, it's such a charming movie. My girls were just talking about the Polar Express last night. That's one of their holiday favorites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and of course, all the other ones that we've mentioned so far. Um, but I, I'm excited about, uh, I just love having them. And of course, uh, the Hallmark movies are always, they're always oh, yeah. fun. And Great American TV too is having some mm-hmm. some good ones. Yeah, um, so that's, that's what Brenda was saying. GATV, um, mm-hmm. and Ashley said she actually got White Christmas for free, and she's planning on watching it like Scrooge. And Shell said at there Christmas time we would watch Rudolph at the fire department. Her dad was a firefighter, and he was Santa one year, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Betty says, I'm lucky if my nephew goes to sleep by 10 p.m. Little Blessedness 2.0 doesn't go to sleep by 8 p.m. Um, <laughs> and Brenda said, yes, Elf and Polar Express. And Betty says, I love Elf too. Santa's coming. I know him. I know him. Um, I, I, know. I have to say, you know, I just thought Will Ferrell's very brilliant and he's he is funny, but he was never like my favorite kind of comedian but I that is one of my favorite roles of his um he has his he is so open in his talent like he puts everything into it and the way he oh he does the way he portrayed that character was just such pure open joy um I just I think it's honestly I think it's one of his best performances I mean he is very talented but I just I'm always impressed with him on that um, <clears throat> another good. more off the path and, uh, movie um, is The Night Before with Seth Rogen. Have you guys seen that one? No, that is, that's actually that worth a watch. It, it's very, you know, it's Seth Rogen. So you can imagine there's tons of drugs, but um, it's actually mm-hmm. really charming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's about friendship um, and connection uh, during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's good. And Ashley says she's going to check out Spirited with Will Ferrell. And yes, that's on Apple Plus, you Apple know, TV. I, right. And I started watching that, but I shut it off because I had to go somewhere and do something and I haven't picked it up. Since, I know. So I don't I don't have I Apple TV. It's the one thing I don't have. And I want to watch it because I'm fans. Like I said, I really like, I do like both of them. Um, 
And of course, now I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan, even bigger because I watched Welcome to Wrexham. Um, but I actually sing that like Polar Express, one of my favorite Christmas books and love the movie. Josh Groban's Believe so good. Um, <clears throat> Brenda noted that Andrew, who's the one of the actors from Wait With Me and also a cover model for over 500 romance novels, um, is mm-hmm. on one of the films on GATV, um, Christmas in Pine Valley. So have you guys, has anyone watched I think I him saw, in that? I, I think I've watched it. <laughs> I've watched a lot of stuff that he's in. Um, I think I saw the Pine Valley one. I he seems remember. like a lovely human being. I, I don't, Brenda, did you go to that set visit? Did you get to meet him? Hmm. Yeah, Andrew Arley does a lot of things that he too, because uh, especially the shows that are filmed in. Canada, oh yes. Which, I, in fact, I was I was saw something the other day. I was reading how they filmed. I think it was for Hallmark, mm. but they were filming a uh, Christmas scene for a movie, and they were using a deserted strip mall in oh. Ottawa in July. And it was about 80 degrees, and they're all bundled up like it's zero degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That must have been something. They do a lot of movie magic. My friend who lives in Versailles, Kentucky, actually shot, uh, she sent us some video of what downtown looked like at holidays. And she said, my my other friend commented, oh, it looks like a Hallmark movie set. And she said, funny enough, Hallmark actually has filmed two, um, two of their productions in Versailles. So <clears throat> I can't mm-hmm. wait to see that. And Brenda says, yes, mm-hmm. um, he is super nice. She and was in, uh, she was on set um, for Wait With Me, which is an upcoming Passion Flicks production. Um, and mm-hmm. she said um, he has been in some great movies. And I did. He has a 33-inch waist, nice and muscular. And Brenda is not... Very that nice. is not an uh, that is an understatement. He is really phenomenally built, really really handsome, and just such a nice person. Just from his online persona, uh, recently married, I think a year or two in to their marriage, just he just seems like a lovely human being. Which I I really like supporting people who are good people. You know, super yeah. focused. Yeah. She said, "I love that." He's a jokester, but gets down to business. Yeah, Brenda, he sounds a little like uh, Julio in that regard. Um, yeah, true. In fact, I saw something the other day. I, I, I think it was, um, I forget the name of the movie, but, but it had a, a French, oh, I know, it was uh, Escape from Paradise. or it, It's the George Clooney and George Oh, yes, movie. yes. And Julia Roberts, quote unquote, latest love interest in that movie was a French. Player. Yes, played by Lucas Bravo, who is on Emily yes, in Paris. P.S. For those of you who watch that show, he is. He is a good show. Good show. But I said Julia would have been good for that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I still haven't seen that movie. I anyway. wanted to watch it because, um, of course, I love. Who doesn't love Clo- Clooney and Roberts together? They're such a good pair. Um, they are. They're very. Funny. But, which, by the way, by the way, they're going to be on the Kennedy Center Honors this oh, Wednesday. Oh, great! Coming up, 
and because because George Clooney was being was honored with it, and I think Julia Roberts is coming out to do the um, you know how they do the oh that's going to be classic. Design. And she's wearing a dress that has George Clooney's face all over it. <laughs> I love it. I love their friendship. I mean, so, they just yeah. joke around. And I, it's just collegial fun. I think it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, Betty mentioned another movie that I, I kept thinking there's another one I wanted to mention, and I couldn't remember it, and that was it. Betty said her brother's favorite movie is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, uh, that's Isabella's favorite. It's so creative. I mean, anything Timothy Burton, right? I mean, just so creative. And anything Timothy Burton does is off the wall with Sandy mm-hmm. Claus. <laughs> oh, and there's a lot of love here for Lucas Bravo. Brenda says, I love Lucas mm-hmm. Bravo. I have to watch this season. Yes, Emily in Paris uh, just dropped its latest season. I do, too. I haven't, I haven't started the fifth. I just finished I have not season. started it, but I can't wait because... I just, I, I just love that whole, the whole program, the whole show. It just speaks to me, um, and the filming is just so beautiful. I mean, even even if you didn't like any of the storylines, just watching—it's such a visually beautiful capturing of Paris. But Lucas Bravo is honestly a highlight of that show. What a talent. I hope he, I really hope his career continues to take off. Um, Flora also is a fan. She said, ooh, Lucas Bravo. Love him on Emily in Paris. She just finished season three. And Brenda's going to be binging that um, tomorrow or the day after Christmas. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. I can't wait for that. We've we've been holding off because my daughters and I wanted to try and watch it together. I said, at least we can watch some of it and we can have maybe like a little French food, you know, have a little par- Paris celebration, watching Emily get Absolutely. a little brie, get a little baguette. Uh, it would be fun. Bake your brie. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, something that I uh, I saw this year that I, I didn't get a chance to try but wanted to is you get puff pastry and you cut it up to fit it in, fit it in muffin tins and... You put in a, a little slice of brie in each, and some, you know, some some sort of jam like a mm. big jam or whatever. Bake a raspberry, and mm. on top, raspberry. Put cover it, bake it, and then take it out, and you've got little individual brie bites. I would love to try that. I I I mm-hmm. think that would be really mm-hmm. great because I mean, of course, I love the whole baked brie thing, but having that individual ah, absolutely bite would be yummy. I love that. Mm-hmm. That idea that would be yummy so so speaking of um, other yeah, yummy so things um one of the things santa claus well yes we can talk about santa claus i was going to ask about uh, christmas cookies too while pam talks to you a, a little bit about the santa claus history uh tell us your favorite cookies because yeah, well, cookies santa and claus, the legend of santa, santa go hand in hand Absolutely. So Santa uh, actually goes back to um, Turkey and around uh, 280 AD as St. Nicholas. And he gave away all his inherited wealth and he traveled the countryside helping the poor and the sick and became known as a protector of children and sailors. 
He first entered American popular culture in the late 1800s in New York when Dutch families gathered to honor the anniversary of the death of St. Nicholas, which is Dutch for St. Nicholas, or Sinterklaas for mm. short. And Santa Claus draws his name from there. Then in 1822, an Episcopal minister, Clement Clark Moore, wrote a Christmas poem called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas. Um, and, or as it's known today, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Ah, I love that. Uh, and it's, that's where, the, you know, Santa Claus became a jolly man in red with a white beard and a sack of toys. And, um, you know, he was Thomas Nast, who was a political cartoonist, drew on, on that poem. And he's the one that drew the picture of old St. Nick. And this was before Coca-Cola opted in. <laughs> so. Well, I just saw, and since she's stopping in quickly, I want to denote Anna, our friend in Western Pennsylvania, says a quick stop in to wish all a very Merry Christmas, having an early celebration at her son's all day. Be safe and warm and whatever makes nice. you happy. Um, so absolutely. Happy yes. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Anna. Have a great time and do stay warm and be safe because I know it's it's nasty out there. So. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, 11 different names for Santa Claus with you know, English uh, for the English. It's Santa Claus or Father Christmas American. It's Santa Claus or Chris Kringle. And some do still call him Father Christmas here. Yes. And uh, Chris Kringle uh, is also big in Canada. And that originates from the uh, German word, Christkind or Christchild. Mm -hmm. uh, our custom here is to leave lots of milk and cookies so that, you know, he puts, you know, feed him as he leaves. But, you know, we also do the carrots. For the reindeer, of the course. Reindeer. Obviously, well, speaking yes. of cookies, um, we mm -hmm. have Ashley saying her faves chocolate chip. Shell loves Scottish shortbread. Uh, Ashley loves Hershey Kiss blossoms, which are like a peanut butter cookie with a Hershey Kiss in the middle. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Betty, to quote my Nothing brother, she says, that. any cookie is a good cookie. <laughs> I tend to agree with your brother there. Um, Floor says white chocolate macadamia nut. And Brenda says, I love a good gingerbread cookie and a shortbread or a good basic chocolate chip with ice cream. Yum. I used to, I used to make shortbreads for my mother. Mm. She loved them. I haven't made them in a very long time. Yeah. I have never tried to make shortbread. I love it. They're, not, they're good. You, you got to, you know, they're a, a lot of butter. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why it's so good. But they're good. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And sure. shell notes, a visit from St. Nick by Clement Moore, uh, Clement Seymour, and also other Papa Noel, Babo Natale. Um, yeah, we've got in French, it's Pierre Noel or Papa mm -hmm. Noel. And and, um, and he's also can be accompanied by La Pierre Fautard, mm -hmm. a man dressed in black, who who said to punish the children if they misbehave. <laughs> he could almost be Nicholas uh, in our, a man in a black suit, right? <laughs> I guess, well, Dressed in black and he punishes the bad guys. <laughs> there you go. Um, then uh, in Spanish, there's Papa Noel. Mm -hmm. 
the man behind the Spanish name for Santa Claus, as commonly knows, to give out presents on the 24th or the 25th mm -hmm. or the 6th of January for Three Kings yes, Day. Yes, Three Kings Day is very popular in a lot of Latin American countries, and that's a, the big holiday in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And uh, also in South America, family member often dresses up as Papa Noel uh -oh. to give the gifts out to the children while they try and guess who the family member is. Mm. And while in countries like Mexico and Venezuela, presents might also be bought by El Nito Dios or Baby Dia baby Jesus, or Santa Claus, mm. Santa Claus, in Dutch of Santa Claus, and he's celebrated in several European countries with different traditions in each country. In the Netherlands, Santa Claus is an old man who rides his horse on rooftops, and his helpers put gifts in the shoes of children. And it's funny, I used to work with a man, Hans Vermendel, who, who was born in the Netherlands, but uh, came here as a child. And he, I remember him singing a, a Dutch song that he, they did one time and telling about, you know, how like they would get stuff in their shoes when he was growing up. <laughs> um, in Belgium, they have the Sinterklaas Fest, which is celebrated on the 6th of December. Oh. And in German, they have Weihnachtsmann, which is the Christmas man. And uh, we wouldn't be surprised if you did mispronounce that because I struggle with it myself. And uh, it, that starts uh, early, the holiday starts early on St. Nicholas Day on November, December 6th. And it's thought that St. Nicholas would come in the night and put presents in the children's shoes, which were always polished mm. so that they could get uh, Santa's good books Aww. on them. And they were placed in front of the doors in the evening before. Um, Italian is Baba Natale, uh, with the, uh, Baba Natale delivered presents at Christmas and they started collecting presents at the start of December and they were either opened on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning. And it's also believed that the witch, La Bufana, arrives during the night of the 5th of January bringing small gifts, sweets, dried fruits, and she leaves them in the socks for the children. I love it. <laughs> I'm seeing in some of the comments, um, first uh, going back, that he wonders if, what Paul would leave Santa when he was a little boy. I don't think it was ice mm -hmm. cream. <laughs> I think it was some kind of cookie. No, probably not. I think it's some kind of cookie. Um, and Flora said uh, Père Noel is what she grew up on. And Brenda said probably Paul would probably uh, leave the small figurines he tried to give Julia. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Betty says, I don't know how to bake, so I just go buy them from a bakery or the supermarket. So far, no one has complained for my fake baked cookies. <laughs> hey, whatever whatever you bring, I think, is often very much appreciated, be it homemade or Absolutely. purchased, Betty. And Betty notes that she, her family, they get exchange presents today. Shell says the epiphany or little Christmas. Betty says, my nephews get mm -hmm. two presents today and on January 6th. Lucky kids. I only got one mm -hmm. gift on Christmas Eve. And Brenda notes, yes, on King's Day, three days King's, King's Day, um, which is January 6th, that's our stocking day. And here in New Orleans, the start of the Mardi Gras season, which that's is true. so exciting. And um, 
Betty, our floor noted that uh, she, her family tradition is opening one on Christmas Eve. And Brenda says, Hispanic Christmas is today and tonight, and we sleep all day tomorrow. <laughs> yes, that sounds familiar. And floor notes after midnight mass um, is when they open the one gift and then the rest on Christmas morning. <laughs> oh, my God. We used to beg my mother to, and father when we were kids. Can we open one now? Can we open one mm -hmm. now? <laughs> and Betty says, no stinky shoes, kids. <laughs> and uh, notes that uh, she also does the same as Brenda does in her household. Um, and Shell notes a very large glass of milk from Paul to Santa. <laughs> that of is course, the truth. Of course, that is the truth. And well, it's funny because I can I can remember growing up um, some of the traditions like Christmas Eve was always last minute stuff in my house and. My parents, we, they, we, the house that we lived in, I grew up in, had a uh, rolling, <laughs> a rolling Christmas party, holiday party. Oh, fun! Um, How did that it, work? It was, you know, like, well, it would start in one house and it would go down to the net to the house behind us, the Peltzes, and then would go up to Mark McHugh's and the McFarlands, Coleman's, uh, Holmes's, and would go down around the block. I mean. There, there were, um, I, I, there was one Christmas I remember very well because that's when I did hear Santa on the roof. Mm. I, I heard his sleigh because we didn't have snow, and I slept in the third on the third floor under the roof. I heard that the the slide cross, so um, I immediately woke my sister up because that's what you do, and um, go running downstairs. And my parents had just come in from their revolving Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> and my uncle's trying to chase us upstairs, and my mom's wrapping presents in the kitchen. <laughs> and my father was sitting in the living room. And now, some people wrap their Christmas, all of everything, even the toys mm -hmm. for the kids. My, my parents always put the toy together and had it under the tree. Because that's how Santa left it. Of course. And um, and um, my father's sitting on a chair in the living room trying to put a Barbie house together. <laughs> 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 and he had kind of fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was still dark out. Right. We did my, so Patty, my Patty and I got chased upstairs to our bedrooms, and um, I think we finally couldn't deal with it anymore. And we went running back downstairs at about six thirty in the morning, when the sun was out, and <laughs> got my parents up. But Christmas Day was always our house, always mm -hmm. big in our house because of the opening, of course, opening the presents. And we'd always, as younger kids, we would go to mass after we opened all our presents. And my mom uh, did all the cooking for uh, the family. My, my mother's sister and her kids would come over. And, and so we'd always have this, you know, we had like the Thanksgiving big table, kids' mm -hmm. table. And um, my, we had a fireplace. So it was always a fire in the fireplace going. And uh, it, it, it was always fun. And, you know, especially when we had white Christmas. Oh, yeah. I remember one... 
when I was in high school, we had a white Christmas and my friends all came over and my cousins and, and the neighbor kids, we all got out and we had, uh, right beside the house, we had the street that went down into the cul-de-sac and it was a hill, nice hill. And we got the sleds out and the toboggans and we're going down and going down. It was, it was, I just, there was a lot of fun. Always. Ah, uh, it's a very Americana, you know, traditional Earl Courier oh, Knives, right? Uh -huh. That kind of, uh. Or Norman Rockwell, kind of those mm -hmm. kind of beautiful. Yeah, very settings. much so. Until the and, until the one year when Justine Murphy got her head banged on something when she fell, and she was bleeding. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, these, these things, things happen. happen. <laughs> um, I, I'm looking here, and I know we're almost to ten, so uh, we have a couple more Santa. Uh, notes that we can share quickly. And um, I, I love the fact that Michelle was saying her friends were Wiccan, uh, are Wiccan, and gave her nieces and nephews presents from La Bafana, which is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Betty um, mm -hmm. noted if Paul gave Santa milk, does Gabriel lay Santa an espresso and biscotti? <laughs> which I could totally see happening, right? <laughs> little sure. little Claire will be setting this beautiful <laughs> presentation for for Saint Nick <laughs> with a twist of lemon rind in in the espresso. Mm -hmm. Well, you put a little sambuca. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Helps warm me up. Exactly. But you know the but and then there's the Eastern tradition, like in in Russia and uh, mm -hmm. Greek with. Uh, you celebrating um, the seventh of J January for right. Christmas on the other calendar, so. mm -hmm. um, on the Byzantine calendar or Eastern lights. Yes, and then in Turkey, it's Noel Baba, literally Father Christmas, um, and the families who do celebrate, obviously, uh, will have traditions on New Year's Eve. They, they may do a New Year's Eve tree and give gifts. And in Poland, it's Sweety Miktolash, literally St. Nicholas. <laughs> <coughs> and it's generally believed that he brings presents which are opened after the Christmas Eve supper is finished. Sometimes the adults tease the children by dragging out the meals so they have to wait longer for the presents. And in some parts of Poland, there are different traditions in the East, presents are given by the Jadzak Moras, the same as Dead Moras in Russia. And in Western and Northern Poland, people would believe that the Gwiazdor, the Starman, brings to them. So, as Pam pulled it together, 11 different names for Santa Claus from around the world, plus a bunch of traditions and interpretations of him. And, you know, in every culture, I mean, not the Irish culture, they... they they do not take a Christmas tree down until after Little Christmas. Well, I fully endorse keeping a tree up until the first day of spring, but <laughs> that's just to keep the lights on. How about, we didn't mm -hmm. even note and mark the fact that we just went through the winter solstice this week, which that's is right. always so exciting for me personally because I wait for that time since the daylight now is going to become longer and longer. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of mentally helps uh, go through the darkness 
Um, so I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. And the other exciting thing we have, Pam, should we do the uh, announce the winners? My, we should. We should. Yes. Go ahead. The winners of uh, some of you know, we have uh, been running the uh, Santa SR giveaway for the bookmark mm-hmm. signed by SR. The one and only. Mm-hmm. For promise. And, um, yes, Floor, it was the longest day of the year, but now we are so happy that it's getting better. Joyous Yuletide, Shell says, and so true, my tree will become a Mardi Gras tree. So part of the celebration today on Christmas Eve is that Santa SR is delivering three winners, uh, picked random, picked by random uh, drawing. So I want to emphasize that. Uh, and this was open internationally. Um, we have Flacrum, which is Annette from New Orleans. Uh, our dear Betty was a name that we drew. I can't make this up. And uh, Damien Geist, who is Alex. I don't know if you've seen Alex on social media. Um, and I believe Alex is based in Germany. I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. So, congratulations, everybody. Thank you for entering. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to reach out to the winners directly um, so we can uh, get your bookmarks directly to you. So, congratulations. Absolutely. So, and I'm going <clears> to <throat> leave us today. Uh, Betty may remember this, and some of you who have listened to uh, SR's podcast podcast for a long time. No, I wrote a song, <laughs> don't mind the singing voice, for Ravenwood. And I thought it was lost. And I know that the the audio version of it has been lost. So I'm going to do it again. <laughs> again. <laughs> Forgive the, the, the I've been song. waiting for this. Waiting. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> okay. On the first night of Christmas, my vampire gave to me a love bite on the neck. And it's also sung by the 12 days. <laughs> on the second night of Christmas, my vampire gave to me two Hermes scarves and a love bite on the neck. On the third night of Christmas, my vampire gave to me three mindless servants Two Hermes scarves and a love bite on the neck. On the fourth night of Christmas, my true love vampire gave to me four Botticelli prints, <laughs> three mindless servants, two Hermes scarves, and a love bite on the neck. <laughs> on the fifth night of Christmas, my vampire gave to me Five golden relics, four Botticelli prints, three mindless servants, two Hermes scarves, and a love bite on the neck. On the sixth night of Christmas, my vampire gave to me six rides on the triumph, (laughs) five golden relics. Four Botticelli prints, three mindless servants, two mm-hmm, Hermes mm-hmm, scarves, mm-hmm, and a love bite mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. neck. 
On the seventh night of Christmas, my vampire gave to me seven pairs of Ferragamo stilettos, six rides on the Triumph, five golden relics, four Botticelli prints, three mindless servants, two Hermes scarves, and a love bite on my neck. <laughs> on the eighth night of Christmas, my vampire gave to me Eight signed copies of Dante's Divine Comedy, seven pairs of Ferragamo stilettos, <laughs> six rides on the Triumph, five golden relics, <laughs> four jelly prints, three mindless servants, two Hermes scarves, and a love bite on the neck. On the ninth night of Christmas, my vampire gave to me Nine views from Brunelleschi's dome, eight signed copies of Dante's Divine Comedy, seven pairs of Ferragamo stilettos, six rides on the Triumph, five golden triumphs, <laughs> four Vangeli prints, three mindless servants, two Hermes scarves, and a love bite on the neck. On the tenth night of Christmas, my vampire gave to me. Ten nights of pleasure. Sorry. Nine views of Brunelleschi's dome. Eight signed copies of Dante's Divine Comedy. Seven pairs of Ferragamo stilettos. Six rides on the Triumph. Five golden relics. Four Botticelli prints. Three mindless servants. Two Hermes scarves. And a love bite on the neck. On the eleventh night of Christmas, my vampire gave to me eleven vials of vintage vampire blood, ten nights of pleasure, uh, <laughs> uh, nine views from Budleski's dome, eight signed copies of Dante's Divine Comedy, seven pairs of Ferragamo stilettos, six rides on the Triumph, five golden relics, four Botticelli prints, three mindless servants, Two armies on the neck. On the twelfth night of Christmas, my vampire gave to me twelve capsules of iron, eleven vials of vintage vampire blood, ten nights of pleasure. <laughs> Nine views from Brunelleschi's dome, eight signed copies of Dante's Divine Comedy, seven pairs of Ferragamo stilettos, six rides on the Triumph. Five golden relics, four Botticelli prints, three mindless servants, two Hermes scars, and a love bite on the neck. <laughs> <laughs> As Betty said, to quote Perling, yeah, baby. Um, lots of love for the creativity, Ms. Pam. Uh, yes, yes. Floor says, Pam, I love this already. <laughs> Cherish those relics. Uh, I, I said we might need to get you to record this with a backup band. Um, Betty said, no bite on the five. Um, and well, <laughs> we have bites a lot. Shell says, places. Cherish those vintage vials. Um, she also, Betty exactly. asked why tw 10 and not 12 nights of pleasure <laughs> shell questioned the iron uh, well, and signed know, copies of Dante's work she is cracking up over bravo Ashley said excellent shell said ha 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 the iron killed me amazing Pam 
And Betty says, Lily almost always bites her after lovemaking, so she needs iron. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The shoes are oh, the my Lord. approved. So now it's says. out there. I know, right? I'm all about the shoes, Brenda. I yep. love it. <laughs> that was a classic. I mean, and, Pam, you know, Ferragamo. Back on the Florentine podcast. And she oh told me this morning that she came across it again. And, and we were like, oh, yeah, this is the way to end. The, <laughs> this is the way to end the uh, Christmas Eve yeah, podcast. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you know, I wrote this probably in 2015, somewhere in there, 20, 20, yeah, 2015. And um, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do for this? So it was fun. Definitely. <laughs> as Betty notes, the universe thanks you, Pam. <laughs> that was so great. It really is, is super creative. And I think, um, I know, I think I can think I can think of no better way to end the podcast than with, uh, Absolutely. vampire edition, <laughs> the Florentine series edition of 12 days of Christmas. So uh, Ravenswood Raven. That's right. Christmas. That's right. There's a difference. So, so wishing you Everybody. all a really, a really merry, merry Christmas, a lovely holiday, a safe holiday, especially for those in the severe, dealing with severe weather. And uh, if you've been without power, I hope it comes on. And, uh, you know, you, you have heat and... Uh, my, my biggest wish is for the world to be a little bit more at peace than it is right at the moment. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Shell's noting, please remember that you all matter, which is so true, Shell. Thank right. you for mentioning that. Um, Brenda says, I hope that everyone has an amazing holiday with loved ones or with a drink in a hand and a good book and peace and quiet. And that this new year brings you all your wishes and dreams to life. Um, Floor also notes that this is a great addition for your book. Pam, we need the lyrics, so I think we can arrange to get the lyrics out there. Um, at some point, we'll be able to share that. Um, that's Shell true. says, thank you for being you. And Betty says, Merry Christmas, ladies. Safe travels if you go out this weekend. Stay warm. And peace and love for all. Yeah, and we will see you all next week as we celebrate the new year and uh, see what's going on with uh, Gabriel and uh, Julia. Yes. So, enjoy, everyone. And uh, while you still have the 12 days of Christmas at hand, I'm going to leave you with a little silent night this, e this afternoon or morning, evening, whatever it may be. Have a great Christmas, everyone. <laughs>